Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estados, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dolby Figa podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaça. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que é, amigo? Tudo bem contigo? Bro, it's past my bedtime. It's, <coughs> it's kind of late. I'm ready to go to sleep, man. I got to be, you know, nice and fresh for Fisipi. Yeah, the the whole thing is that uh, we, um, yeah, we have, we, so we haven't, I haven't been to Cristiano's, we, we do this at Cristiano's house in the studio. And I haven't been here in a while, so I had to bring back all the equipment. We had to set everything up, so it kind of delayed things a little bit. And then uh, Cristiano had parental duties also, as we all do. Uh, and But here we are, uh, also with us up in the Great White North, Dave de Oliveira. What's happening, Dave? What's going on, guys? Good to be back uh, this uh, this week. Dave, I just took a glance at a, a, a YouTuber's. And there's a Cristiano Oliveira. Yo, that's not me, bro. There's a, a Cristiano Oliveira. It's a Christian. Oh, whoa. You got to pay copyrights. That's copyrights infringement, bro. You can't be stealing my name. Cristian Oliveira. Epa. Maybe it is Christian. But you're the original Cristiano. Maybe he's the one that's verified on Twitter. Hey, maybe maybe he's not. Maybe Christian Oliveira is, is not the guy that will, uh, that will uh, leave the bench before the game ends. Walk down the tunnel to the locker room. <laughs> Make sure you get all the hot you know, water. You know, everybody, everybody's cracking on the guy. And that's been a big subject around world football. But maybe the guy just had a bowel movement. You know what I mean? He had to go to the bathroom early. He had a bowel movement? Or he wanted to. He needed one, I should say. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he had to go comb his hair. I don't know. No, comb his hair. Let's think about this. Possible reasons that Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo could have left the game before it ended. I'm going to go say uh, you wanted to beat the traffic out. Dave, you got one? Uh, Georgina called and said she was waiting in bed for him. Go, Cristiano. I got to keep going. You got to keep going. I'm going to say he I'm went. to keep things PG. You want to make sure are... that he got uh, hot water in the shower. Go ahead, Dave. 
Oh, we're keeping this going. So much for a podcast under five minutes tonight. For yeah, this, do we know? Uh... Do we know if they if they were catered? Like normally, some some teams get catering before. Yeah, you want to make sure you got a hot sandwich. Make sure he, you never know. You the best piece of salad. And he's like, "Yo, I want to make sure I get. Make sure I don't miss out on the pastéis de bacalhau. Never know. <laughs> hey, I think uh, if if Georgina called me, it would be a good reason to leave the game early. Yeah, but guy's far to kill, man. Pois é. Yeah. You, you, if she'd call you, I think you'd go running from my house. But him, he's like, kill para eles é borracha queimada. Yeah, welcome all the Freddies. And, and Christian Oliveira said he got mad. Uh, Fred matched his league goals this season. It's possible. Anything is possible. Well, Cristiano? Yeah. I was talking to our, our friend uh, from the Seleção Pad. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, I, I feel bad for him because... He launched this podcast to talk about the national team and obviously looking at the at the level of talent that we have at the national team. It's, it, it's great and exciting to talk about the national team. But then you got Fernando Sanz coaching the team. Uh, now you got uh, Cristiano uh, Ronaldo acting like a little petulant, little, little, little bitch. Uh, and I just feel bad because uh, it, it's never on an upward swing for him. Hey, Dave, for a guy that doesn't want to talk about the national team, he sounds like he's doing a podcast <laughs> about it right now, right? Not to mention the injury bug that uh, hit the team, too, but it's fine. But, hey, don't We're worry not, about it. Uh, They're still going to win the World yeah. Cup. Yeah. They're still going to win the World Cup. Yeah, Some way, somehow, Fernando Sun's going to pull yeah. a rabbit out of his hat. You're going to win the World Cup, and we're going to have to put up with Cristiano for the Euro also. But that's already – he already announced that, whether you win it or not. So he might as well win it. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, when when the coach is – when the coach and the player is Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, he could do whatever he wants, you know? Well, when he doesn't have Ten Hag on the bench in the national not team. That man, that's what I was going to say, not at Man United. <laughs> but anyway – but, uh, yeah, <laughs> enough enough banter. I, I always like to warm up the crowd, you know, with a little banter, little oh, little little jokes, good. just uh, ease people in. Uh, welcome all the the Freddies uh, to hey, the no, chat, bro. This Cristiano Oliva just that's, <laughs> George Zeus would win us the World Cup. Yo, this is not me. It's not Cristiano Oliva. <laughs> <I'm just, laughs> but yo, it could be. You got, but it could be. That's what I'm. That's why it's scary. Because <laughs> <It's not> <laughs> I mean, there was no bigger JJ. Head. There was no bigger JJ fan than me. Now this guy stole my name and my thoughts. About that. I don't oh, know if uh, I don't. I don't feel, bro, it would have been. I'd pay. I would pay to see George Zeus on the sideline for the Portuguese national team yelling at Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> to track back and the gum flying out of his mouth. I, I would pay for that. <laughs> I think. Did you see what happened this weekend? Like, they just played a game, yeah. and, and after, like, the whole team was thanking the fans, and Bachui was walking away, and he, bro, he ripped. Bachui came back with his tail between his legs like a little kid to thank the fans. So I would I would pay just to see JJ screaming and, and bitching and, I mean, just going nuts. Hey, at, at, at least we would have, like, uh, five, uh, five uh, left backs counting uh, Bernardo. <laughs> Hey, you know, Bernardo's a polyvalent, bro. You could, you know, the guy's a jack of all trades. Jesus saw that years ago. You guys just didn't read it. I'm on a lot of jokes for tonight. <laughs> so anyway, let yeah. me just grab a, grim, a drink of water. Wait, wait. There it is, Alfred. No, no. Yeah. It's been a while. It's I haven't. It's been a while. I did it. I did an update. Oh, you can now change between banks. Between who? Banks while you're recording. I forgot. To between banks. Yeah, you can change between banks. I just banks. did, but I changed it before. Yeah, but remember before. But it you wasn't recording. It, you can do it if when it was recording. Now you can do it. All right, so for those of you that are new to the podcast, 
I love you, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> and for those you, one in there. for those of you that are tired of listening to this, all right? Oh, what the hell happened? Thank you, this. All right. Oh, okay. Thank you, this. We're, we're gonna cut. We're gonna cut this George Zeus stuff stuff out. All right. All right. Uh, but all anyway, right. um, uh, let's look at. We're gonna look at. The... <laughs> <laughs> that summed up JJ's uh, it never gets second tenure with us. Oh, it's a wrap. It's it never gets old. Um, but anyway, we're going to briefly talk about this college game. Uh, we're also going to uh, look at the trip to the Dergao. And uh, we got Juventus on the horizon. Uh, just when you thought it was uh, it was safe to come out. <laughs> you got Porto and Juventus on the horizon. Uh, but anyway, talking about this college game, I'll give you the lineup. And very briefly, you know, I, I don't think there's... There's a couple things that we, we could say about this game, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, there's not much to say in terms of performance, but there's there's a couple topics that I wanted to discuss, and I'll ask you guys. Uh, Engel, Elton Milk, Gilberto, uh, Antonio Silva, Brooks, <laughs> Grimaldo, Tino, and Enzo, João Mario Arsenis, Draxler, and Pinho. Um, so uh, last week we talked about this game, and, and we felt that it was going to be um, – there was going to be some changes, right? Yeah, I, I don't think. So. Uh, but it was I another one of those changes. predictions gone wrong. I, <laughs> it's not the first wah, time, wah, ladies wah, and gentlemen, wah. nor the last. All right. No, but yeah, we expect a lot more changes. But yeah, we didn't really see the changes, and I, I get it. Um, it there needs to be an importance given to this to this competition by Benfica because we've won what two and three, thir- three, three and, and like twenty five or twenty six years. If it, not, I think it's, it's like probably four and thirty or so. It's, it's been atrocious. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Acceptable. So I think that Roger Schmidt set the tone uh, in the in a pregame conference saying that we're going to take this this competition serious. So when you see uh, him not making that many changes, you said, okay, well. I, I got it. Rather than saying we're going to throw a bunch of, of, of fringe players there, maybe a couple B kids, and you know we'll, we'll let it be. Uh, but no, no changes. Um, but here's—I um, mean, there were a few changes. Pinho was a change. Drax was a change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gilberto getting in there by, by not playing before was a change. Brooks, you know, Brooks playing is a change. Uh, Helton Milk is a change. I mean, so there were some few Usually changes. The keeper, the keeper would not, change it up, but not as many changes as we anticipated going into the game. Yeah. So we scored in the. In it the was second. good to see Draxler. It was, it was good to see Draxler. But that's all. You just saw him. He, he, he didn't do anything. Else. <laughs> he was good to see him. Yeah, it was good to see him. Was, was, he was like a, a painting in the, at the Louvre. You know, you just watch him. You know, he was so impressed with that game that in his latest interview that he gave, he said he, he <laughs> it's ginormous. Portugal. It's ginormous. It was because of that game after that, playing in that college the stadium. College game. That's, it was ginormous. Yeah, it's his biggest contribution. Um, but here's a you know so we got a, on a scoreboard uh, in the second half after Musa came in. Hey, but you guys for the Nah, for what? Um, yeah, so, was horrendous. We didn't create enough. We look. I mean, look. Here's what I was telling a friend of mine who's a Bordingista. I was telling him that if he had no idea, if he wasn't Portuguese and he was coming to Portugal for the first time or coming over to my house to watch the game and he had no idea who was who, and I would tell him, look, there's a historic team on the field there, a lot of history, and biggest club in Portugal, and there's another team that's in like. The lower, lower tiers of Portuguese football hasn't been in the, you know, in the big the limelight uh, first division for a very long time now. And I'm telling you, my friends would have guessed Caldas was the big team because Benfica <laughs> was atrocious in that first half. Caldas hit the post, they, oh, right? I believe they hit the post. If I'm not, I mean, they, these games are yeah. so long ago. Yeah. Guys, guess. Um, 
they created the better opportunities. As I mentioned, it was great to see Drax. I was very excited. But at the same time, it was like, okay, my man showed up. It was kind of like, you know, I showed up and went into the locker room. Let me let me watch the, the, the uniform. Whatever. It's just it was not a good performance by some of these big-name guys on the Mifika, uh roster. I was anticipating some more changes, to be brutally honest with you guys. But nonetheless, it didn't happen. And it's unacceptable that these guys go out there and play the way that they did against and, – and, and no disrespect to Kaulas, right? The players performed, they showed up, and they did their best. But these are games that Benfica should be winning with relative ease. You and I talk about it often here on the podcast, how we grew up watching Benfica win 5, 6, 7, 8, you know, 0 in, the, in this competition. At this stage of the competition, our rivals that we get to play on Friday did exactly that against Anadia. Our rivals – couple kilometers away unfortunately for them they got bit in the butt but again that's nothing new we know what they're capable of you know but Benfica is just it's disappointing to see that first half from this team who has been playing very well this team who plays at home against Lionel Messi Mbappe Neymar world superstars and is able to pretty much in that first half Benfica I thought control the game, definitely created the better opportunities against the likes of PSG. Then goes into PSG, holds their own, and then you go into Kaulas, and this is the performance that you put forth. It was just, it, it's unacceptable. Well, I'll, I'll ask, uh, let me ask you a question, Dave. Do you think that we uh, um, overestimated or underestimated, underestimated is more the, the right word, underestimated Kaulas? It seems like historical or recent history shows that we're we're playing down to our opponents in this this tournament here. Um, my big concern, I know you guys uh, discussed squad rotation and the lack of squad rotation. Is that a, a concern that maybe we don't have the the quality uh, of depth that we have that uh, that's on our bench that we are resorting to fielding our our starting midfield like Jomaru Enzo. Uh, arsonists in these games where really the these should be games where you're you're resting those those players i think that's what's concerning to me is that we're we still have uh, a big gaping uh, hole in terms of depth with our, our squad that we're having to rely on most of our starters for a, a, a team against the third division the the players that were sprinkled in to to get some minutes it's hard to kind of fault them when they're they really don't have much run uh, guys like Draxler and Pino come to uh, to mind there, but what concerns me is that we we are having to resort to using a lot of our, our starters against a third division club, and then on top of that, we see that performance in the in the first half, which was completely subpar. That's nothing that we're used to uh, seeing this uh, season, especially under Roger Schmidt. Uh, but my big concern is that. W- the, the lack of depth there that we had to resort to using uh, a lot of our starters in a, in a match like this. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if it's so much the our, our depth, but I do understand what you're saying. Um, I, I tend to uh, agree a little bit with Cristiano because if our B team had played college, they probably would have won. But but there's... there. No, I don't know if the B team would have won... But, but, but I, it's I, I, the way I mean when you look at the way that the second division Carlos is third. Yeah, but the way that you saw the first team guys perform, it's kind of hard to say. Oh, I think they would. I just, 
I think the one thing we can say for sure is if you would have played the B team, you know you'd have gotten a better reaction, a better effort out yeah, of those guys. Agreed. That's that I think we could say. Would they have beaten them? I don't know. Man, look, maybe maybe that Saturday, right? I think they played Saturday. Maybe that Saturday was Kala's. It was just Kala's day that day. Yeah, I, they I, played well. I mean, credit I, to them. They played and well. I think that there's there's obviously there's a certain motivation factor that comes into play. Uh, also, if I'm the coach of of college, I'm telling my players in the locker room. This is a chance of a lifetime that you have to show your value against the Benfica team that is yet to lose a game in all competitions. So go out there and play the game of your life. Leave your soul on that field. Uh, and I think it's it's very easy. I mean, all those guys were inspired. Uh, they were going to be on TV. I don't know how often they get to be on TV. They were going to be on TV. Their match kind of matched their their strengths against uh, a Benfica team who's been very good this year. And I think it was just that extra motivation. It's it's like those stories you hear all the time uh, of, of of people that you know. Uh, a guy that that lifted a car because the adrenaline was so high uh, to save a child, whatever. It, that's th- that type of thing. I think that there's an extra motivation. There's a, an extra mental thing. And and when things start going well and you increase in confidence throughout the game as the game goes on, then you you just feel that everything that you're doing is coming out right. And there's a self-belief and confidence that takes over in addition to that motivation that you had. Because if you go motivated and that's it, that shit goes, goes down, goes down the drain. But if you are motivated and things start going your way and now you got 45 minutes of football, and you've held Benfica, right? Yeah, because you, you are 100% you, correct. You, you're they like, could have been all motivated. I mean, they could have been Rocky Balboa motivated out there yeah, right, one day. Yeah, But if Benfica came in and handled their business, yeah, I mean, 100%, all of a sudden, 100%. the air is out of the balloon, the, you know, the balloon, everything's deflated, and up, oh, yeah. look, we but, tried. We're just back. Because that's what everyone was expecting to happen. Benfica did not put the effort forth, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Coming from a... a a huge PSG performance, right? You go from 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 Paris to 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 college, right? And it's a huge drop off in terms of mental focus and motivation levels. Because yeah, I mean, m- motivated to play PSG is different motivation no, to play college, right? Well, that's all I was gonna I was, I was gonna say to you when you mentioned that this team should have gone out there motivate ultra. Mo- you know, look, same thing for I'm Benfica. not trying. No, I know you're talking about Benfica, though. I'm not trying to make excuses for the team because I do think that they should have played better, 100%. But at the same time, I kind of understand when you're going to college, playing against a third or whatever, whatever division. I don't even know. I think third, they're third, third, right? Third division club. I could understand it's going to be a little tough for you to get the juices, the juices flowing. I get it. I I could I could understand that part. It's still not reason enough for me, at least, for you guys not to go out there and handle your business. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. It's gonna be a little tough to get up for, but look, your quality should just shine through, and you should overtake this game. You should not be the team defending on your back foot. You know, Gallas should not get anywhere near your goal. Let alone have this team in the first half create the the few opportunities was on their behalf. It was not on Benfica's side. It just it, it was very disheartening to see. Yeah, at least in my I, opinion, I agree. I I agree with you. I think that Benfica should have done way, 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 way better. Uh, and look, I'm watching this game and they send it to penalty K, uh, PKs, and I'm thinking, 
this is this is a total lo- a lottery now because you kind of you you had the ability and control of the game to win the game during regular time and extra time, and now you take it to penalties, and it's almost like some people will say lottery, some people will say skill, but yeah, but yeah, it could it could be a lottery. Some it could, but look, I I said it on a I did a podcast um, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was no on Tuesday with the kids from the the, the, the Porto, kids from the hall, the kids from the Porto podcast, and Zach and Cartolinas. Uh, I think it was Porto World. I, I, I apologize to them. I don't remember their name. Uh, their name meaning the name of the podcast because it was Rui and Jason. So I remember their names. But I, I said it then. When, when everybody tries to knock Benfica, I thought Benfica showed that one day that they truly are a club of both. Because they gave the people their money's worth. They extended it as much as possible. Like, yo, you guys are here to watch a soccer game. They gave stories of a lifetime. Guys are going to be on their deathbed and they're going to say, we only lost to Benfica in the penalty. You know who also is going to have a story to tell? Peter Musa, because he's never going to score another goal like that in his life. <laughs> I liked it. It was nice. I don't even it think he nice. knew what the hell he was doing. I- I would I would give Musa more minutes than than Pinho. I don't know what it seems recently. Uh, Schmidt's been giving some Pinho run off the bench there, but uh, I would rather much see uh, Musa get some uh, some run here. Yeah, for so, getting uh, Ramos. Musa. Musa. What you, you say, Dave? Say that again. Musa over Pinho. Give Musa more run over Pinho. Lo- listen, I know you Canadians. Hey, Canadians. Yeah. Canadians. Hey. You guys have internet problems, and maybe your internet cut off after that first goal <laughs> because you must have missed the next 10 minutes because my man had three one-on-ones with the goalkeeper, and he shaked every second. Yes. I don't want yes. that guy. Dude, that guy, is not, I don't listen. He scored Garbage. a beautiful Garbage. goal. Scored a beautiful goal. But come on. I'm starting to wonder if that was Sabaduria or Sorteña. Yeah, well, you know, we were happy when we got rid of Seferovic. Come on, we, we don't. I mean, this guy. Exactly, I mean, my boy. <laughs> your boy, yeah, Bring back Seferovic. Hey, anyway. hey, never mind. Never mind, my boy. You know what this game was lacking? Was lacking the Monku Master. Pizzi would have begged four goals Ooh, in this uh, this game. Easily. Here. That's what we were nah, lacking. stop, stop. You guys are getting carried away. You know why? <laughs> you no, know, for real. You know why? You guys, your, your memory's short, right? Because you you forget with him on the field we didn't we go like Casa Verde Terra Verde that is, well, then we played Montalegre well, it was close Montalegre and we str- I mean with him on the field that what think we won one nil also yeah so stop with this four that it'll go no, as a matter of fact Benfica has been squeaking out these one nil victories for a while against these uh, really really look uh, and a low, lot of it has to do teams. a lot of it has to do the motivation I, I often I often say it on here right at the risk of sounding repetitive and that's fine I repeat myself all the time because it's you know. It's good. It's good. Uh, That's what you do. It's <laughs> it's good points, but when you play Benfica, it is the equivalent of playing the World of uh, the World Cup, the Super Bowl for them, because they know everybody's going to be watching. Why did you got to take it to the Super Bowl? Because everybody. Why can you? Why can it be the World Cup? Because not everybody in America watches the World Cup. Oh, so but everybody watches the Super okay, Bowl. So you got to mention something that's relatable. All right, because in Portugal, para o país, para o país. In the United States, unfortunately, look, we all understand soccer is king, football is king, right? Nosso football is king, but the United States doesn't stop for a World Cup final. It 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 stops more or less for the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl, that's why, and that's the example I'm trying to make. That's, that in Portugal, that's a good example. Quando jogo Benfica para o mundo pa Portugal para. That's a good example. And so everybody understands. That yo, a minha tio, meu tio, aquele tio que já não falo há 20 anos because he didn't give me nothing for Pascua, that guy's going to be watching. You understand what I'm saying? So, 
those guys, are you talk about motivation. That is motivation. And so yeah. I understand that they're gonna these kids are gonna do everything they can. And look, credit to them. They held their own. Benfica got that very nice goal from Peter Musa, but they started threatening and you, you kinda like, oh my god, are these guys really gonna score? And then all of a sudden you had a fortuity, like you know, you had a a, a a fortuitous bounce on their part, right? Silva went to trap the ball, stop the ball, control the ball, and the ball bounced yeah. on the grass. And, and and credit to I forget his name, wherever his name is, the kid from Collins was able to jump on it, was able to fend off a tackle, a slide tackle challenge by Silva to intercept the ball and goes on goal. And Mr. Milk must have thought somebody was going to come out there and take out the milk. Yeah. He thought somebody was going to milk his... His sausage. <laughs> My man was... Yo, I would have put it out late. My man was his late. Dude, he looked like an Olympic gymnast with now, that. You know, and one more topic before we move on, and I don't know if... if Dave, you have uh, you have stats or not? But here's the thing: I, I wanted to touch up on on Silva uh, because it, Silva had that that miscue uh, against PSG. Then you had this one, but here's the thing: that only I'm looking at this, and the way the only way I can think about this is that he's human, right? Not only is he human, but he's also showing that he's 18 years old, which is fine. He's 18 years old. He is going to make the mistakes. The fact that he hasn't made any mistakes up until the PSG game that he's been really, really good. It's it's very, very surprising to me. He's made he made mistakes that first game against Boavista, but obviously they didn't bite Benfica in the ass. The one mistake look, I'll give him a pass in this college game. Because the ball, that bounce, you know, I mean that could happen to anybody. I'll give him a pass on that one. The one where I thought was amateur was, was, the PSG. was PSG. You got to slide. You got to. You can't come in. You let a rompir, bro. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, got. You, 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 you got to be aware in the box. You yeah. have to be aware. Yeah, that one is an excuse. But this one, bro, it could happen to anybody. I mean, if that was Otamendi back then, the ball bounced. It just it took yeah. a weird bounce. Now he could have done a better job on the challenge with the slide tackle instead of going in with his left foot. He should have gone in with his right. Yo, that you could critique form and whatever. But again, we're sitting here. You know, and just arguing about dumb things. It happened. Yeah. The one thing that I thought was I didn't like it. I didn't like I didn't like to see it. And I was gonna say I thought it was concerning, but I don't mean concerning. I just didn't like to see it. That's more what I wanted to say. Was the fact that Roger took him off the the pitch. I think that sends the wrong message. Yeah. Absolutely. That sends the wrong. Um, because I don't know. Did he, want, I don't think did he, he give a reason? Was it, it disciplinary? Like no, I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he needed to, but to you, give João Vitor some time. But after you do that, you can't take him out. After after yeah, he I makes that, that mistake, I get that. because look, your very next game is that a is 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 but that then you have a conversation with him? Hold on, your very next game is at the toughest road venue you're going to face all year, right? It's a huge game. I can't have this kid going into this game. With this confidence shaken. And by taking him out, is the kid going to think, bro, did he take me out because I made him? The coach could tell him all to the cows come home. Nah, 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 nah. Has not. But the fact is that he did, he left on that sour note, and that's the last thing he's going to remember. Either yeah. that or the dude is the most mature dude in the room and he just erases and gets yeah, over but it. That, that, it's a conversation that you have with the young player also by the coach, you know, and you tell him, look, it's, it was nothing personal or nothing that because of what you've done, I just needed to give time to Jean Vita because he needs to get some time. I get it. But, again, if, if he's mature, that's the way he's going to take right. it. But if he's a young kid, like we all know he is, and, and, and maybe there is some fragility there, bro, 
Yeah. I, I just I wouldn't risk it. That's hey, all I'm saying. Do you have stats so we can move? Yep. Uh, fourth time in Benfica's history that they advance in the Tasa by way of penalties. Uh, Chris's boy Musa scored in consecutive matches uh, that he's made an appearance in uh, Rio Ave and Caldish. And uh, you just alluded to João Vitor made his uh, Benfica debut. Uh, first minutes of action since his injury in uh, in July. Yeah. Who's that? Forgot the guy was even on the team when uh, we were subbing him on. I was like, who the hell is this guy? João Vitor, right? Was it in July that he got hurt yeah. or was it early he, August already? I thought it was like August. July. He got hurt. We were, we the, were on the podcast. The weekend before he came to Portugal. No, I know. He got hurt against, against Boca Juniors, but I thought that was already in August. No, I think it was I'm July. Wrong. Yeah, it was July because it was before the season started, right? If I'm not mistaken, the official. Yeah, season. we were in qualifications, I the, believe. The, the two gown. Uh, I know, but dude, I, we're we're sitting here, you know, you know, arguing about spoiled milk. But I thought it was like August first. I'm not saying August twentieth. I'm talking so yeah, it was like July twenty eighth, August first, like right at right in that area. I thought I didn't think it was like you know, yeah, um, July twentieth or anything like that. Yep, so, July sixth. July sixth. Beginning of July. Yeah. So six. Yeah. We're good. Uh, nice. So when did we get Enzo? <laughs> July first. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when did we get Enzo? He came because, and he played right away. I, there was a lot of talk about them even coming back on the same plane. Because remember, they lost the Vela's the next night. If I'm not mistaken. Obviously, I've been mistaken here because I thought this guy came in August, and I tell July sixth. That's uh, yeah. Enzo started playing right oh, right away, like our official games. So, we our first official game was in the twenty sixth or whatever. But anyway, um, while Dave looks that up, we, we'll let's move on to the next topic because we we want to kind of keep it this short because uh, it's it's already late. Uh, but anyway, next up, the game that we all look forward to every uh, for season, <laughs> the trip to the Dragon to play Porto. Uh, it, the game is uh, this Friday, eight fifteen local. Uh, Benfica hasn't beaten. I don't know if these are stats or not, Dave, but I I, I wrote them down anyway. Benfica hasn't beaten Porto since March of two thousand nineteen. Nine games since then, seven losses, two ties. Hey, that's good. Could have been all losses. I don't know, Dave. You have any more stats? Other than <laughs> it <that>? was, <laughs> it was at one point uh, all all uh, losses there. Yeah, you got that there. Uh, Historically, in 250 previous uh, meetings, 88 wins, 62 draws, 100 defeats. Record playing in Porto, 17 wins, 30 draws, 69 uh, defeats. And uh, like you said, our our most recent um, uh, meetings against Porto have not gone our way. Just that uh, that uh, 1-2-1 result back in March 2019, the Rafa and uh, Juan Felix. There's also the Lima. Lima went out there and scored two goals. Yeah. That's that's in the last decade. For yeah, de- decade we got to bring back the timeline uh, even more to get some positivity. Yeah, but every, uh, yeah, nothing. Every time we play busy. at the Dragon, they always manage to uh, uh, to dig up uh, Cesar Brit. That's ninety two, I believe. Ninety one, yeah. ninety two, if I'm not mistaken. Because, scored two uh, goals. Yeah. So Cesar Brit scored two goals. That was a victory, obviously. Nuno Gomes scored two goals. That was a victory. Lima scored two goals. That was a victory. Fe- and Felix. then Felix and Rafa. Yeah. So Felix scored a game winning goal. Those, I think, those yeah. are more the memorable. Yeah. Players. I mean, but Alfredo, I, I'm not sure there's many more. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> there might not be. Well, Dave, whenever you get a chance, and I, I know right now you're doing a podcast, but you could also DM me this because I like to know this, right? If you have in front of you, great. If not, but like I would like. To to know Benfica at the Ladrão the last 20 years if we don't have to do it now but when you get a chance 
Yeah, it's probably all those games that we remember. Well, not, not says says so how, many, how many? I've got, I've got it open here. Oh, how yeah, many all right, let's, let's go. Think? I'm gonna go for three. In so three and twenty in, in twenty years, Dave. No, yeah, since we when, can Dave? do from twenty years. We'll start from from the new millennium from two thousand. Okay, two thousand. So twenty one years. I'm gonna say three, three wins. I'm gonna say that the Nungomj, the Lima, and the Jean Felix and Rafa. Five wins. Five wins. Yeah. Split the difference. It's four. See, I, right. I looked you up because I could see. There's four. one in uh, 2005. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, with the Jardel? That, that's the Nunagomsh. That's the Nunagomsh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was there the one that? Um, no, Saviola. One in 2011. That's Saviola, probably. 2011. That's a that's a Tasa game. Fabio Coentrao when oh, uh, Javi scored. That's, that's, that's a game. Okay. That's a game. No, we're talking about three. Dave. Dave, we're talking about then three. It's just three. Dave, it's just three. Hold on. We're talking about at the at the Dragon. Yeah, the Dragon yeah. was at the Tassage. At the Dragon. And, yeah, the, in, this one included Tassage, but if we're not including Tassage, then it's just three. Oh, yeah, I would have changed it because I had so the one Lima, for the Tassage. So and, uh, <laughs> and Rafa all... and João Felix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lima, Nungomes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Memorable games, man. There haven't Jesus. been too many, so it's easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, Dave, uh, so you're done with the stats. Um, he, yeah. wh- what's what's different this time? Because I know that all of us are, have uh, a sense of confidence that we'll go there and we'll win the game. The majority of Benficistas do, do we? at least. Uh, I saw Hugo Ferreira that he's gonna. He said we're gonna go. Yeah, but this guy's He's gonna sub <laughs> No, it's. The, I, I think that there's. Um, but, but what's what's different, Cristiano? Because I I'm certainly confident that we could come out and and we're definitely regardless of playing at the Dragão, I think that we're in a much better team than Porto, and we're in a much better moment than Porto, and we have a much better squad than Porto. Uh, I don't so, mind a much better squad. We got a much better twelve. I think. Well, uh, right. Uh, well, better, <laughs> okay. okay. Then let's. Uh, I'll rephrase that. Porto Porto's got a decent eleven. We have a better very 11. good three referees, a very good VAR. <laughs> I mean, so, some of the best. So that's 17 no, and, at least. And I think, uh, is it too soon to think that all the stigma that we've held in the past, uh, every time we go to the Dragon, has been wiped away by the mentality that Roger Smith has Absolutely. brought to this team? Is it too due, soon? Due to the fact that this guy is a foreigner, he hasn't lived this, you know, that, that hatred. He hasn't lived this rivalry day in, day out. I think Roger Schmidt has proven so far here, since he's arrived at Benfica, that the most important game is the next game. And he just worries about that one game, and he comes in. And we sat here, and we gushed about how he played Paris Saint-Germain eye-to-eye. Didn't matter. Didn't He didn't change anything. His formation was the same. Second game, nervous being hurt. He played with the three in the middle. Changed a little bit, but that's fine. But the first game at home, he went in against one of the best teams in the world, and played their football and said, look, you beat us, you beat us at our best. And I think that's the way he's going to attack this game on Friday. I expect Benfica to go in there, play their football, and Porto's going to have to match it. Now, the one thing I question, and this is, and I've always questioned this, is the cagasso, right? The cagasso. The cagasso. What cagasso? That the players get coming in. You know what I'm oh. saying? When they see people hanging off the bridge, the, mannequins, the, the like that cagasso. Intimidation. Factor. That's the one thing that we can't measure, right? Because a lot of times 
we felt that the, our Benfica squads over the recent times has not gone into Stadio do Dragão and matched intensity and matched these guys eye to eye and effort and going in elbows. No, it's just always been. I criticize Darwin Nunez when he's going in for a challenge, a 50-50 challenge with Pep, and he falls, and Pep falls, and he gets up, and he's picking Pep up. Man, forget all that. This game, this is a game that Benfica absolutely has to go in there and match their intensity, match their aggression. And I believe if Benfica comes in and matches them just on that alone, I think Benfica walks away winning this game rather easily because Roger Schmidt, to me, is a much better coach. He's got this team playing really good football, and I have zero doubts that this team will be up for this game come Friday. Yeah. No, I, I think they will be up for the game, too. I'm I'm just – my yeah, I I don't know if you answered my question. You answered my question. You, you said it was too soon because – Too soon for what? Uh, for the mentality to have changed from the past. No, it's not too soon. I think Roger Schmidt has changed the room. He's changed the room. He's but changed you, the room but you already. Still think that because he's a foreigner, he's still not adept yet to rivalry. No, I the think rivalry due to the fact the that hatred. he's a foreigner, he's immune to it. He does. He's he's unaware that there is even that rivalry, that negativity is there. He's looking at the room and saying, "Look, guys, whatever happened is in the past. We can't change the past. Yeah. What we could change is right now in the future, and we could start our new." run here our new streak and, and we've proven against and again i think they're gonna go back and forth today we've gone to turin and we've beaten yep. bad boy juventus probably the only team in the world that's the biggest cheaters in the team we're facing now <laughs> all right or right <laughs> right there side well, by side been caught and we've beaten them no these would be caught too but then there's the scooters yeah whatever um we've gone to Paris and we've played well all right we've faced the best teams in the world and we've been able to match these guys and play them eye to eye. We can absolutely do that again today. We just stick to what we know, stick to what we've been doing, play our football, and everything else will fall into place. Just make sure when you're going out on that pitch that you got your shorts nice and tight around the waist, you got your socks pulled up, you got your shin guards on, because this is a game for the big boys. It's not a game to come in here and be intimidated and be scared. And if you handle your business in terms of intensity, match these SOBs with this. And I think Luizão is going to be doing this. And Rui Costa is going to They're going to be amping these guys up. And just stick to what we've been doing, and everything will be all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's that's nice that you guys have this nice positivity going into this, but I'm still heavily scarred from the last nine yeah, you're, you're uh, matches here. Dave, move I on, think Dave. this move is gonna on, be Dave. a this is gonna this is gonna be the test. This is gonna be the test. It's been it's been good so far with Roger Schmidt and but he, God he, uh, we're really Here's the thing. We're Dave. indebted to him, but this is this is going to be his test. This is I, where I get he's going to show himself whether or not he he's changed the uh, the mentality in the room. Here. Here's where I'm at with this team, right? Because in the past, we go into a game like this, we lose the game, uh, Porto equals us in points, and all of a sudden there's a little bit of a downward spiral that will happen. For me, looking at this team now. I think that even if we lose this game, there's a very good chance that we'll overcome the losing the game and, and we'll win the league. We'll lose this game. You guys are talking nonsense. Uh, yeah, all right. Look, here's, here's my concern. Here's my concern. Yeah, give me a prediction. Fura Ridge. Fura Ridge. On Twitter, he said, in the last 45 Clásicos at Porto, Benfica has finished the game 
as has finished more than half, 24 of those games, with at least one player less due to a red card. What about Porto? Porto in the same 45 games has finished two times, minus one. 25 reds for Benfica, seven for Porto. Oh, you're really pulling all the stats there. Yes. In sete ocasiões, o SOB já estava com um antes do Senta. So, in seven of those occasions, Benfica's already down a man in the first 60 minutes. Okay? Um, and actually, instead of the 27 versus uh, 25 reds for Benfica and seven for Porto, yes, you're correct. It's eight. Eight for Porto instead of seven. So, that's the one thing that has me worried. Because I... I honestly believe this, and I'm not being a Benfica. I've just been looking at both teams the way they played throughout early on in the season. We, we got to stop with the early on now because we're already a third in, right? We've seen them play in Champions League. We've seen them play Tasa de Liga. Tasa de Liga, I'm sorry. Tasa de Portugal. We can't even go with Tasa de Portugal. I mean, Benfica played Caldas. The other guys played uh, uh, the uh, teams that they should have beaten. And yes, they handled their business, but who's to know that competition was anywhere? Whatever. We're not going to sit here and talk about their division teams. But I've seen this team play. So far, in the first division, they got smashed at Riwav. They turned things around a little bit. Yes, they've beaten some opposition, right? And f- but fortunately for them, they played the best Leverkusen in the last 60 years. Benfica, on the other hand, is playing shit PSG, you know what I mean, in Juventus. Leverkusen uh, is uh, in the relegation zone. Yeah, they're fourth from the bottom, I believe. Um, but the <laughs> one thing that has me concerned, it is always, all right, when we go into Stade de Ladron, it is always the referees, Alfredo. And it's always some... Uh, but in terms of football, extra, I think Benfica is a better side. Extra game stuff also. Uh, we want to do predictions? 3-1 Benfica. For Cristiano, is 3-1. Dave? I hope I'm wrong, but it's going to be 2-1 Porto. I'm going to go with 2-1 two, uh, two Benfica. I think that there's no way we lose this game, but there's we've seen things Well, there happen. is a way. There's, the guys with the zebras in the there's middle. There's always the a way. Zebra, well, they don't even wear zebras uniform. What am I talking about, man? That's yeah. Zebras NFL. is on next NFL. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm optimistic about the game. I think that Benfica will do well, and I, I agree with Cristiano that you know Roger Schmidt's mindset and how he has these players. And fuck, we have a guy in the midfield that has grit that could give it right back to Porto in the same way that Porto gives it to us, and he will not mm. be intimidated. But I don't want that. I don't want him. Because he's he will not guy, be intimidated. He's the guy that I got pegged for the red then. He's the I was thinking when Chris is pulling out those red card stats, I'm like, who on this team is going to get that red card? And yeah. you just hit it right he's there the with Enzo there. I, I think he's key because I think he's going to be able to control the game unlike we've had anybody in our team for a very long time now. Control the pace of the game able to create and move the ball up and down the field against the press that Porto has. Um, Benfica has proven so far this season that they, they, they'll create chances. Benfica will, yeah. My question, Mark, is whether Gonzalo Ramos and everybody else are going to be able to take care Neres of that. is going to be healthy. Who? Neres. We hope if he it's is. It's not confirmed. Not really I, don't, I don't know or not. I think, he's, I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to be healthy. Uh, watch this game. Their game. Porto's game plan is probably going to get Enzo booked early on in this match so that he has that hanging oh, over them. Course. And then force, uh, force Schmidt to make a, a move either they're going to be crying take him off or make that risk, right? Dave, they're going to be crying from the first minute, Dave. Yeah, yeah we already yeah. know. We already know the antics. The whole bench is going to be up. 
They're going to cry from every single, I yeah. mean, you know, know. that means bringing in his goggles and and what's the call, the little cap that you put over the head, I mean, for the Swimmer's diving, cap. swimming cap. Yeah, they, they're going to pull out all the tricks because they know, as well as I know, and the smart people listening to this podcast know, should know at least, that football-wise, they can't match Benfica. No. So the only way to pull this off is really if you bring you know, your bag of antics. And that's what they're going to try to play. But I think Benfica's smarter than that. I think Roger Schmidt's going to be smart. He should. Because if you're not, if you're not, and again, I understand Roger Schmidt, as I said a few minutes ago, he's new to this. But Luizão, Rui Costa, the veteran, Otamendi, the captain of the team, the veterans, uh, Andre Almeida, if he serves for something, it better be this. To warn his teammates, to warn the coaching staff of what it is exactly that you are going to face when you go into that building. They should all be prepared for it. So, look, they have to be smarter than that. And if they're able to control their, their, their own emotions and stay away from that nonsense, they think win the game. Yep. All right. Let's turn our attention now to uh, Juventus, who is uh, also uh, coming up this Tuesday. Uh, usually it's a podcast recording night. We don't know if we're going to be uh, live Tuesday or we're going to come back on Wednesday. We'll, we shall see. Juventus coming into Stade Luz. Benfica needed only one point to uh, to wrap up the, the group stage qualification. Um, uh, actually, the knockout qualification, I should say. Um, how are you guys feeling about Juventus? Juve- Juventus have, hasn't, hasn't improved much since he... Um, since since they played Benfica, they've been up and down in in the in the culture and hasn't been all that great for for Juventus. But uh, they're they're going to be a team with their backs against the wall. Uh, but let me ask you this, Cristiano: You probably follow Italian football more than I do. Uh, do you think that there's a concerted effort by the players to get uh, Allegri out? And- I I don't think they're there yet. I don't think that they yeah, but I do think that if they lose this game against Benfica, I think Allegri will be at the right at the steps to to, to you know. On He's the way not at the go. steps already. He's close, but they're hoping that they're able. To, because look, let's let's be frank. They beat Benfica and then they're right back in it. Obviously, they have a very tough task against PSG in the last game. And PSG wants to wrap up the first place in the group. But if they win that game, if they win against Maccabi on Tuesday, Benfica, let's uh, let's. Hope not. But they beat Maccabi Benfica loses. PSG's pretty much wrapped it up already as is. Because, you know what I mean? They All they need is a draw in that second in that last game. Yeah. Benfica's going to go into a place that is, look, on paper, Benfica should beat Maccabi. But Maccabi at home is a very tough out. Yeah. We've seen PSG went down, was 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 initially trailing 1-0 to them. And then they turned around, wound up beating, I believe, 3-1, if I'm not mistaken. They beat Juventus yep. at home pretty handily. So it, it's not going to be a walk in the park. And they so, could also be playing for a Europa League uh, spot that last final game too. Exactly, if they're yep. still tied up with uh, Juve or close to Juve. Yep. So, yeah, it's not uh, it's not wrapped up. But I think that uh, with Benfica playing that side of Luge, and I, I don't know, I think that bro, look, we'll, I, we'll I, see. Also, you know what kind of scars are left from the. That's down. what I was gonna say. I think I said it last week when we did our podcast. And Benfica played who they played Riwav in the middle, and then which you guys that you asked for predictions for the second leg against. I said, bro, it all depends on how. And again, a lot of it has to do with this because the scars is a perfect word. It, things could go really wrong because of all the extracurricular activities that Stadio Dragon. And we'll see how this team is feeling. Yeah. But I think it's a little look. We expect if if Benfica come out of here with a victory on Friday. 
their confidence will be, I don't want to call it an all-time high, but it will be very high. And we expect Benfica to go home against Juventus, who's been struggling. Benfica's been playing really well. I think Benfica will handle their business. They should at least. Just, I mean, it's just, bro, It's that game on Friday is crucial yeah. to a whole lot of things. Not just Champions League, but for the rest of the Campeonato, at least in in the very near future. I think it was you, one of you guys mentioned a few minutes ago that, well, I think it was you, Alfredo. Even if they lose, I still have confidence that they could turn it around. I mean, yes and no. You know, we all we got confidence in, in the previous years, too. Benfica was starting off the season, winning game after game, and all of a sudden the wheels fell off. Yeah, we had confidence in those teams too because of the way they were playing. I I, I just think it's Roger Schmidt that has brought a different mentality to this team. So we'll we'll see, but yeah, that's all we got. Let's wrap this up. Unless you guys have anything else to say, I, we kind of want to keep it under an hour. Yep. Late. Love you guys. People need to uh, get to bed. So next week we'll uh, we'll recap the the Dragon game and we'll also uh, the Juventus game. Thank you guys for tuning in to the to the to YouTubers. Checking us out. Yeah. Share, retweet, comment. Only nice comments about me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thanks, everybody. Take, Take care, everyone. Guys. Later.